All the stories in the world have been told. The archetypes are already there. You're just finding a new pretty wrapping paper and bow to wrap up that story for your school this year. And it's okay to just look and say, gosh, we want to do something different. It's going to be weird and it's going to be okay. And we're going to come out of this with new ways to do it. And they're going to be cool. And I think if we're all just open to figuring out each step as the last one finishes, then it's going to be okay. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Book Wise podcast. Listen, we're going to get right to it because I want to keep this one trim and short so that it could be used by advisors who are working through distance learning plans and curriculum needs uh, this spring. We're talking theme development. We're going to try to keep it to 20, 25 minutes or so. My guest is Carrie Faust, uh, the advisor at Smoky Hill High School in Aurora, Colorado. She advises the award-winning Summit yearbook and previously did uh, a deep dive on theme with me back in, oh, I don't know, 2018 or so. It's episode 11 on season one. Do go back and listen to it. It's about 90 minutes long. It's a brilliant episode, deep dive. We wanted to take things much, much faster this time for students and advisors out there. So I hope you enjoy it. All right, so joining me for what I think is going to be a whirlwind theme in 20 minutes while we are on distance learning in the age of coronavirus, spring 2020, is my dear friend, Carrie Faust. Carrie, how are you? I am well, sir. How are you? We're, we're doing okay. We are cooped up in Good. upstate New York, uh, but we are blessed with five acres to live on, so we have chickens and woods and forest, and we can get outside, so... I love that. It's good stuff. We are um, here, and forgive me. How how are how are Colorado things? Are, are you guys finally out of snow? We well, we we are out of snow temporarily. We have it back tomorrow. We had it Monday, Tuesday. We had today off. We're back at it tomorrow. But we did have seventy degrees last week, so we got out, walked five miles every couple of days. So hopefully, we'll spring back to it soon because. Yeah. Quarantine is a lot better with the sun shining. Yes. And you guys are all over the place uh, meteorologically. So that's yes. fun. Hey, yes. I brought you back. We, I have to say thank you. Two years on now, when I first started this project, you were one of the first guests on just a, a Cracker Jack episode on theme development. Um, you and I drink the same Kool-Aid on this stuff. Uh, <laughs> I am I am here to facilitate the conversation, but we'll be you know, speaking as an equal with you throughout it. But um, when I had you on for episode 11 way back when, it's got over 3,200 listens now. It's 10% of our, wow. our listens. And I'm just so thankful uh, that you've been a, a voice and a resource to the Yearbook tribe out there. So thank you for being willing to do it again. We are trying to accomplish a theme in 20 minutes. We kind of have... I would say it's kind of a proven winner of a formula that at least works for your staff and mine and a lot of people in our uh, network of colleagues. Um, and yeah. we're gonna take we're gonna take people through it. I still see um, people time to time, and I respect it. Just saying, you know, hey, themes themes not something we do. Themes not for us. Um, kids are gonna get the yearbook, and only my kids on the yearbook staff are gonna get the theme. So why bother doing it? So just briefly, and I know that's hard for you and me to be brief, chatterboxes mm -hmm. that we are. <laughs> why theme? Why theme? I actually think theme saves your year as a yearbook staff because the fact of the matter is yes a lot of the people who read your book aren't going to be focused on the theme but theme is the best way to keep your staff focused and moving forward in the same direction you know tangents can derail us all throughout the year 
but theme uh, provides cohesion, provides goal, provides a starting and end point that you want to get to instead of just kind of willy-nilly putting a book together. So I actually think theme is not just for, um, yes, it delivers con uh, content in a wonderful and cohesive way, but I also think it keeps your staff cohesive. And, and I think it gives you um, places when you're stuck it, theme mm -hmm. for us can give us a lot of outs. And also there's sometimes there's just serendipity and aha moments. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think you and I have seen staves that work in super sophisticated and subtle ways um, mm -hmm. where their theme is just like, it's like fine dining, man, right? Like there's just right. that little essence, that little thing. And you're like, dude, how did the chef do that? But there's also like, sometimes I just need my like double burger with cheese and whatever from five guys that hits the spot, you know what I mean? And it's not fancy, it's just boom, no. and it's right there with you, and it's delicious. And theme can I, do that too. Yeah, and I can tell you out of the, I don't know, what is it, 16 books that I've been part of now, I would say maybe two of them have been fine dining. The rest of them have just been a big, juicy burger that the kids looked at, got, and sunk their teeth into it yeah. was they were part of it they didn't need to be a yearbook kid to get it in any way shape or form so as we i mean the, the, this conversation is is timely it's inextricable from the moment that we're living through with coronavirus um and i am am uh, probably the most optimistic person i've got to think one of the most optimistic people you know you've known me a long time and i'm <laughs> feeling yes. i'm feeling rather realistic about you know heading into the summer and and all the rest of it so I, I hope that people that are listening can use this in distance learning maybe into the summer into whatever you know virtual camps become and things like that but as we look to developing the 2021 books forget you know back to school i i do hope mm -hmm. we get there i'm not trying to be sarcastic about it but mm -hmm. this story in my opinion is going to continue to influence our kids lives for all of next year uh, Absolutely. So, so it, I it, think it, without a doubt. So is there an aspect of uh, not there's there's potential for unity in your books like the, like we could all tell the same story next year in our own way. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we were talking a little bit in pregame theme could be more important this year than than any year before on holding it together and focusing that story. Absolutely. The, the thing that I always talk about when we start off with story and theme is that what is the one thing, if there's one thing, that your entire school can say, we live through that together. Sometimes it's a principal change. Sometimes it's going from uniforms to no uniforms. Sometimes it's a big schedule change. But this year, the entire world is going to live through this together. I was thinking this morning about how next fall, a lot of our time is going to be spent relearning our kids how to physically be in school. Oh, that's a it's good point. been like free range learning for the last four to five weeks, depending on where you are. And next year, you know. Um, from your mouth to God's ears, we're back in the fall, but they're not, their bodies aren't going to remember how to be in a classroom for 90 minutes, how to have to listen at that moment instead of later when it's convenient to them and their family. So we're going to spend 
the beginning of next year, just relearning what it is to be a school, a physical school community. And that's going to be a shared experience across the world, like never before, like never before. And, and that right there, you know, we'll get to it. You know, you're spoiling the uh, the idea of, of, of words or motto and how we describe Sorry. a theme. But no, but a theme of a theme of like never before would be so right. appropriate next year. So um, appropriate. But but because it starts with the story of what we're going through and the fact that it is different than what we've experienced before. So words are awesome. But when you start with the story and that binding moment or unit or shared experience, then you get down to the words. And and let's start there. So uh, for those of you listening, uh, and, and maybe this has turned into some curriculum for you from your yearbook advisors, if you're editors or students listening, uh, I hope you are. Um, a little preview and outline of where Carrie and I are going to take you. It's a three-part development. We talk about the story, the words, and then the pretty. Um, those are Carrie and the yearbook besties uh, <laughs> phrases. Um, I use those with my students. I've also talked about concept motto and look there's lots of different mm-hmm. ways you could you could uh, parse this but Carrie's already gotten us there a little bit on story we talk about you know what is the year ahead going to be about what was in any given year what was the year we just lived through um, sometimes we look at what the last couple of books have done because sometimes change for the sake of change you want to make sure that your your freshmen uh, sorry that your seniors are walking out with a different perspective, a different story than was in their freshman book, right, Carrie? So what are some of the other entry points on on figuring out that story? I know you guys have lots of conversations. We do. We have lots of conversations. My poor kids must be deaf from us talking all the time. But we talk and talk and talk it through because often the more we can converse about our possible stories, the more concrete they become for us. Um, Jumping a little bit to pretty, I can tell you there have been years in my career with kids where we have gotten so jazzed about a graphic design piece or element that we're like, we're going to build a book around this. But we've never understood the soul of that piece, and it's harder to make the book cohesive and rolling and and a, and a together moment throughout all the different sections. But when we talk story, we talk it almost to death, and I mean that in a good way, because we want to make sure that we are creating an environment for our coverage that is new and fresh for this school this year. And I will tell you that it's a very big part of our discussion of looking back over the last one, two, and three years. We are a pendulum swing staff. This year's yearbook is going to look nothing like last year's yearbook, which looked nothing like the year before's yearbook, which looked nothing like the year before that. And they all told different stories. We don't, you know, somebody said, um, we were developing a book one year and uh, we had just come off of this really great book. My kids were just oh, so good that year. And a friend who speaks frankly with me, and I appreciate it, looked over some of the things my kids were doing and referred to the previous book year book by saying, I don't know, it looks like a poor man's why. 
why had been the theme the year before. And I looked at it more objectively and I said, oh my gosh, it is. And we don't ever want um, the near miss of the book before. So we want to tell a story that is so different from the year before. And let me make this clear. All the stories in the world have been told. The archetypes are already there. You're just finding a new pretty wrapping paper and bow to wrap up that story for your school this year. And it's okay to just look and say, gosh, we want to do something different. That's okay. I, I think too, I want to reverse engineer what you talked about okay. when you're, when your students, and I think, I think we, we are visual animals, right? So we see mm-hmm. something, literally see something, we gravitate towards it. So many mm-hmm. yearbook staffs that we've met, you and me at workshops, we've worked with them together. They'll come to us and they'll say, look at this font, look at this color palette. We love this look. We want to do this. And we say, okay, but what's your story? And I think if we right. think about that in terms of people, if we weren't socially distanced right now and we were able to walk down the sidewalk in New York City, you see the person first. If you see somebody right. in like uh, high, uh, you know, uh, uh, like platform uh, Doc Martens with mm-hmm. like weird tights and a skirt and like a chain from their belt loop and pink yes. hair and nose piercings, that yes. person that person has a look. They've got a vibe, but yes. they've got a story. They don't just wake up in the morning and do that just because. And so nope. if you think about it in terms of a human, is this somebody that's in a a, a button-down checked shirt with you know loafers mm-hmm. and a belt and a nice watch? Well, what's their story? And that's why we want to encourage our staffs to start with story and then work towards look. Because as you said a couple moments ago, story is the soul. Uh, Story is the soul. The person has to know who he or she is before they put on those platform docks and funky tights, you know, because that person who puts that on has a different story than the person who puts on a button down and a sweater. And that's, that's what we always talk about. Once we figure out that story, then we decide, and it goes down our list to more jumps, but then we work toward what does that, what is the visual that best represents that story? And that's when we can move forward visually. An example that we use a lot of times, we're gonna, we're gonna move along, we're doing okay on time here. We use this, mm-hmm. uh, you and I both at, at camps and conferences. You know, if I said to uh, a group of students, you know, mm-hmm. describe for me a company that helps you achieve and excel and be the best version of yourself and compete and they're with you and they don't want you to make excuses and they want you to, uh, to, to, to move forward and set and reach and exceed goals, what is that? And they say Nike, and then I say, well, how do you describe it? And they say, just do it. Just that brings it. us to that brings us to words because nobody in Oregon right. at at Nike headquarters sat down and said, you know, we're going to do this new thing. We're going to call it just do it. Let's figure out what that right. means. It's the first right. conversation about their story first. Mm-hmm. Um, We've used this example, you know, we, we talk about, you know, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What, what are their corporate values? What does eat fresh mean? But all of that happened uh, for those companies with a story first. And our students live this. Everybody listening to the podcast lives brand and brand identity. It's literally like infused in the world around us. Um, where and how do we drive staves if they found a story? Where do we pick up words next? Sometimes they fall from the sky. 
And, and those moments are just serendipitous, but they are few and far between. Yes, yes they you are. have to spend some time on a word hunt. You have to go looking for words. And, you know, as teachers, we have mastered the art of um, giving our kids exemplars to um, mimic until they make it on their own. And we have to do that same thing as advisors with yearbook. We, we need to dig down into advertising and to into um, uh, college brochures and logo and um, taglines and just mottos and all of those things. But then you don't start stop there. You know, you find a bit of great verbal wordplay that the professionals have done and then you start messing with them you throw the name of your school into the phrase you throw a word that defines something from your story like change into the phrase or whatever it is until it rings for you um i over the years there have been times when i'll say now what what theme are you working on? And the kids will look at each other. Uh, what are your words? What are your taglines? They'll look at each other and they kind of hem and haw and then kind of spit the words out. And I look back at them and I say, if you don't immediately recall your words, they are the wrong words. You yes, haven't absolutely. quite gotten there yet. Yeah. If they're not rolling off your tongue, if they are not your war cry, if they are not a motto that can be chanted in the stands, then they're not right yet. So you have to keep playing with them until you get them there. Now, you just mentioned briefly, um, and we're going to keep moving. I think we're doing pretty well here. You had a, a book uh, a couple of years ago, Find Your Why, um, uh -huh. and you called it you called it your why book. Um, uh -huh. We've done, um, uh, you know, here, here we do. And uh -huh. um, this year for us, it was, but you already know that. I'm a big fan of multi-word themes because, same. Oh, be same. because it gives you those opportunities for what you and I and many other people call spin-offs. Uh, be uh -huh. they in headlines, I have a friend in Maine, uh, a shout out to the the ship staff up there. Uh, had the pleasure of working with this crew. They start school in April, August. They take five weeks off for potato harvest season, and then they go back to school in late September. It's the most amazing thing I've ever that's heard of. That's fantastic. Yes. And their theme this year was that's just who we are. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. What? And so that's so perfect. With with that's just who we are. They did this year. They did spinoffs on this and that because they're yes. playing off of that. And that's just, I, we, you and I could do this spinoffs for a whole long. other podcast, but mm -hmm. just for you listeners, that idea of what words can you invoke that can come back to haunt you in a positive way, come back to be infused, to create some common threads that hold the book together. That's when you well, really know you're on, on, on great words. And just to expand a little bit off of your, uh, you know, that's just who we are and the, the playoff of this and that, even that tiny little phrase, this and that, is the entire theme in one bite because they were making a distinction between you and us, them and we, right. this and that. We are different and we're showing you that contrast. I mean, wow, that's brilliant. Yeah. And that's where brilliant. you and I, we, that's when it's, you know, it's working. So, uh, yeah. We've got a story. We've found some words. We found our just do it. Now we go for our look. And I would say, you know, mm -hmm. Nike, Nike has a look. Uh, Panera has a mm -hmm. look. If, if you could just briefly explain some of the slides that you show, you've shown your students and students at workshops the interiors of fast food restaurants without the words, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, it's one of those things when, when branding is done well, it is all encompassing. Your friends could 
blindfold you and drop you off in the middle of, of many of our, it's not fast food, it's what food, what do they call it now? Oh, but all these yeah. restaurants, Panera, Chipotle, um, uh, like uh, Panda, um, Mod Pizza, any of these places, you sit down inside of them, not look at the at the actual words, and you already know where you are because they're they're feel is so specific to who they are you know that chipotle is going to have that corrugated metal inside you know that panera is going to have the weird kind of green platy seats that aren't you you would never buy these but somehow they work when salad and bread is around (laughs) so it's all it's it's the overall vibe and feel and so when you're thinking about the pretty for your story and words you have to know like sometimes we're like is this book a surfer dude is this book a high-strung cheerleader is it the rocker with a mohawk Yes. Is it the rocker with the mohawk? Is it our like super studious IB junior who knows he's about to enter the worst year of his life? Uh, You know, it's who is this book? And when you can get to the soul of that story, then you can decide what they're going to look like. Is it going to be muted tones? Is it going to be vibrant tones? Are we talking about color blocking? Are we talking about color washing? Are we talking about no color at all? I've, you know, my kids have done a couple of books where there was no graphic element, no color, just a really beautiful font used well to tie the whole thing together. So it's really what vibe are you looking for? And, I and think- that's when... Go ahead. I, sorry, I was going to say, I, th- I think this is where a lot of staffs get themselves into trouble, too, because we mm-hmm. are so visual. They'll go after uh, just a rocking serif font that's, you know, just slabby and gorgeous. But then they yes. come in with this theme, and I, I can't think of one offhand, but a theme that has words that are totally incongruous with that. They, they It's it's like trying to, to mash a, 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 you know, a, a cactus and an avocado together. So I don't even know what I'm trying to say there, but like you two things that right. just don't go together. And, and, and they're like, wow something's not working and i'm like yeah you did it out of order because you can't get that to match that well if you're trying to be super hip this year and go with some sort of phrasing of no cap which i just learned from my daughters you know social distance learning i'm learning i just learned that no cap it means no lie it's to- it's total slang right now for no lie like that is true so if you're going to play with a-, a phrase like that and you show up with this sexy serif font that looks like it ought to be on a wedding announcement then those two things aren't meshing that those words no cap would never dress themselves up in that font and that's what you have to look for one of the things we do as we go on our visual hunts you know when you use um rb digital zinio is um i think starting to phase out a little bit for libraries there's a new one called flipster um but these are online portals that libraries support sorry so we're we're, we've moved into talking that's okay we're talking about sourcing uh design Mm -hmm. inspiration from professional uh magazines so once you start doing that, and, and literally my first step with this, with my kids are either tear out if you're using paper, take a picture of, uh, you know, grab a screenshot, uh, download the image, whatever, whatever way they're getting it, pull anything that speaks to you right now, but then write down with it what is speaking to you and it's anything no bad ideas at that point in in the process just throw it all down there but then after you've kind of exhausted things then you need to start to curate what you've got does this go with this 
Okay, how does it go together? How, why does it not go together? If you had to choose one over the other, which one would you choose? Okay, this one that you've chosen, do we have other things that speak to it, that go together, that complement it? Are we seeing a pattern of the things that we've pulled? Because at some point you do have to make a decision on the visual direction you're walking because I love pink hearts. I do. I love them. They're beautiful. I'm a girl way down deep inside somewhere. And they're not going to go with an in-your-face theme. So just because I like them doesn't mean we can yeah. use them. Yeah. That's that's really where you have to have that surgical eye to see what's the, what's the difference between them and why are we using them. Well, and we want to cast that net really as wide as we can. This is crowdsourced mm -hmm. across the staff. And, and teenagers, mm -hmm. and I'm going to sound patronizing to any uh, students listening in the audience, but they are purveyors of cool and what's hip and, oh. and what's on trend. So we want to... Mm -hmm have that come and be sourced at the student level. Just to recap, uh, because we can go into overtime here, but I wanna stay true to uh, what we're trying to do for the pitch about theme in about 20 minutes. We've talked about story, words, and pretty, or concept, uh, motto, mm -hmm. or phrase, and vibe, or look. Um, Carrie and I want you to tackle it in that order because there's a, a chaining, there's a progression that happens there when you lay in and identify that soul piece first, figure out how to describe it in words, and then what that feel, that tone, that look, that attitude is like visually, when you can meld all of that together in that order, you're setting yourselves up for greatest success. Um, Absolutely. Carrie, for a little bit of overtime here, uh, the process that and, and, and you and I can just spitball a little bit. The process that I think I'm going to use with Tesserae in the coming weeks, now that we've submitted the book, is mm -hmm. going to be largely informed by uh, Google Docs and Drive, maybe, yes. maybe Dropbox, but they serve the same purpose. But I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, normally this, is, uh, this work is collected and torn out of magazines and printed off and then mm -hmm. pasted up on, on foam board. We do it. I like it in the real. I like to be able to hang mm -hmm. it up in our room and kind of go on a gallery walk. I feel like... I'm gonna have kids drop screenshots and curated bits into Google Docs, and then I think probably do comments out on the side so that yeah. with that commenting interface in Google Docs and a shared doc, um, they can actually have like a comment thread. And if somebody does mm -hmm. contribute a really screaming type package or a really cool profile photo, my hope is that they'll engage with each other and get a little chit chat going on the side, either defending it, critiquing it. Hey, I, I, I found this and I really think it fits our vibe. You know, I want to see those kind of comments coming in from my kids. Have you uh, gotten that far? You won't be able to go to the bookstore like you guys always do right. um, this year. Have you thought yet about what's next on, on, on the collaborative stuff? You know, it's it's heavy on my mind because we find Old Summit also. And I, I think we're all in a really strange place where we're going to have to, um, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, last year's leadership learned how to do this this time last year. And these next group of kids don't know the process. They really kind of haven't been through it at the level that the people who are graduating did. So we're in an interesting place where we're going to have to get them hype about this process from far, far away. So yes, we did a Google drive, Google doc process as part of ours last year, because um, we actually took pictures even and, and added those to things. But I think the, the biggest piece of advice that I'm going to give people is make sure your kids don't just dump what they like 
if they put something in the doc or the slide or the or the um, folder or whatever you're using to bring it all together, it must be accompanied by a comment, a sticky note, I don't care what it is, that actually names what your kid likes about it. Because we far too many times something super cool has shown up and hey, was that the font you liked? Was it the color palette? Right. Was it the overall feel of the piece? Because that can really get lost as you go along. And I think we're we're in danger of that happening more since we're further away from them. And let me take it one step further. Uh, and this is a gentle reminder to myself more than anybody else listening mm -hmm. and, and you as well. My gosh, please have them record where they found it. And the reason is, oh, goodness gracious, if, if, you're in, yes. if you're in Esquire or if you're in Computer Arts Illustrated and you love a thing that they do on page 72, it may be something that they always do on page 72, yeah. uh, different ways, uh, issue yeah. to issue. But you and I, I know, because uh, we, we know each other's books, there's been many times where we've uh, then done kind of a harvest across a publication and said, right. go find other instances of where Dwell Magazine pulled off this same little trick with their features. And that pays massive dividends down the road when you are stuck in January and you need to be, you need to go back to your inspiration board, um, which also, go yeah. ahead. Conversely, that's where you get stuck in January is because you didn't do that. You found a piece and you were like, this has everything we need to take us all the way through. It doesn't. I love you and I love the cool pieces we've found over the years, but the years that we think this is it are the years we struggle for inspiration down the mm -hmm. road. So are you also saying, you know, the so loaded leading question theme mm -hmm. development does not stop on the first day of school. It doesn't even stop on no. January 1st. It's an ongoing, no. I mean, it's a living thing. Well, I've, I'll tell you right now it's a living thing because, uh, my EIC is working on the supplement. Um, our, my kids have, uh, gathered content, but, uh, she's kind of putting it all together, uh, just for timeliness and ease at this point. And, she and I sat down with two of the other leaders. And when I say sat down online and said, okay, we need something cohesive, but different for what we're doing here in the supplement. I need you to go out and find X, Y, and Z that are already in our book, but used in a different way. Mm. So here mm. we are in April, April 15th, starting to plan the next book, finishing up this last book and still curating ways to make it new and fresh but cohesive yeah and I, I think too if i could offer another tip to uh, audience members don't write and ship the opening copy first <laughs> and 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 I'll, to be very clear about this my kids draft opening copy all summer long and all mm -hmm. fall long but when we went to school for the last time on march 13th on friday the 13th uh, mm -hmm. We had not made our final deadline yet, and they were able. And I'm so like I'm so, and I'm I, I'm proud of the book. I think it stands. I think it's going to be a great book, and I, I don't want to overstate it and sound sound egotistical. But I'm so proud of them for being able to drop a couple phrases from the opening and completely rework one of the closings yeah. and invoke 
coronavirus uh, in, in some subtle but kind of clever ways so that the thing that is arguably the biggest story of the year, if not their lives, is very much in there. And I, I have yeah. friends who submit their copy, their opening copy, uh, October you know 30th. And right. so, so much of the year we don't know yet, you know, to be able to invoke when the water main broke on February 10th, like mm -hmm. save it and, and live with it. It's like our opening copy is a living document. It's a living, breathing thing all year long that they are revisiting, you know, maybe once a month. But um, yeah, just and as a, a personal soapbox, I say, wait and ship your opening and closing on the final deadline. You were going to say? And I will say in full support of my beautiful dreamer friend, Mike, that I totally agree with him, but please talk to your rep about deadlines <laughs> and um, and signatures because yes, yes, someone yes. may lose their minds yes. if you're holding on to page two, three into March. Now, it, it there are many setups where you can hold on to page two, three into March, but just make sure that you have set yourself up for that. So just yes. absolutely, because I too am blessed. We didn't get it in the opening, but it's in our closing. So yeah. I we got very lucky there. And plant managers at your book publishers all over the country are <laughs> cursing my name right now. So. That's that's why Practical Carrie had to jump in. Uh, the yearbook wise. Who does that guy think he is, right? Well, listen, <laughs> Carrie, uh, it's been a thrill to have you back on. Um, I feel like we haven't shut up in the last, uh, we're coming up on, I don't know, 35 minutes or so, but I think we hit theme in 20 on the front side. I do, um, I do. As you, we've got you here, uh, share with the audience, just briefly, what's what's the elevator pitch on on your your all's theme at Smokey for for 2020, and how how did it all come together for you? Yeah, so I uh, we're I mm, I teach in a district <laughs> that serves 55,000 students, and um at, in a in a small area. But we have six high schools in about a four mile radius, and the smallest of which is mine, 2,100 kids. And uh, it's weird to be the smallest. We, at one point, were the second largest in the district, but just uh, we just have a, a landlocked area where no new building is happening. And so the newer high schools just to our perimeters are drawing our kids out. So anyway, we were really focused and we were smaller for the first time, the, the smallest for the first time ever this year. So we really focused on what we think is a wrong impression of who we are. And so our words ended up after our story, our story was that we do, we're just awesome. And you know, the, the cliche size doesn't matter, but we went a little different with it. And our words came out as we may be small, but we go big. And it just really encompassed the heart and soul of our school because we're kind of the little engine that could and don't tell us that we, you know, are only a, a brand new, decent football team, even though we've been around since 1974, we're just brand new, decent because you'd never know it by the way the kids in the stands act. And you'd never know that uh, we're a small school by, uh, by the fact that we had two perfect ACT scores come out of it this year. So it's things like that. We, we go big and we wanted everyone to know it. And I've got to think you doing your book the way that you do and your team does mm -hmm. when we invoke big in the 2020 mm -hmm. summit, it's a big, awesome font. 
Oh, there is nothing small about what we're doing. Uh, the word big is on the cover. It takes up at least the lower half, slightly more of the front cover in this horrendous from one point of view and spectacular from another point of view, greenish yellow that we have called Grello because we wanted there to be no mistake about the word big. And did I mention that that Grello big is on hot pink cover? Yeah, there's just this, you, you got it. I mean, it's all there. Just, it's all got to be, I mean, there was no go in. It, it was, it's not me. Either meek, they're going right? No, it's not, it's not it's me. Not it's, it's in your face. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm yeah. so excited about well, it. And I can't wait to get one in the mail sometime in November. So <laughs> probably. <laughs> Are you gonna take us down the road on your elevator pitch? Because I want to hear more about yours. Yeah, you know, they they went this is a little bit of a weird one for us, um, with our recent history, but they um went into July and summer camp um without a, a huge story. Um, we've done a lot of, um, you know, we, we get it done. We're the biggest game in town. Our school is well known in our region for, for its excellence. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they wanted to develop some more unity uh, among the kids rather than sign of the flash and panache of like, hey, you all suck. We're awesome as a school. Um, and they stumbled across, I, I truly, the editors in chief know the story still to this day better than I do, which is I think the way that it should be. Um, mm -hmm. But they, they arrived on You Already Know um, mid-July and that morphed at wow. their final pitch at camp to, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, But You Already Know That. Um, uh -huh. And it turned into a, you know, yada, 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 and we do yada, yada, but you already know that. It's like that kind of mm -hmm. conversational. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. core of it is actually just featured on, on, a, on a very few spreads, um, kind of sprinkled throughout, that they called the emotions spreads. Uh, there's seven mm -hmm. of them. And what they wanted to do was examine uh, unity and connections between students through shared emotions like pride and fear. And the one that's coming up in the spring supplement is uncertainty uh, because of cool. coronavirus. Yeah, and, how and timely. To say, I'm, I'm running out of elevator space, but it's essentially saying, you know, you welding kid might be very, very different than this ballerina and very different than this kid that earned their pilot's license, but you've all experienced pride. And, Love it. But, and, and so da, 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 you're very different, but you know what pride is. You already know that. And it works. Uh, I'm really, really excited. I love for them. that. Yeah. Oh, so. congratulations. That sounds fantastic. Now I got to throw one more thing in Hit it. because I, because I, I very, I firmly stand on, I don't, I don't encourage my kids to pursue gimmicks in the book in the creation of the book, unless there's a thematic reason to oh, absolutely. like we're, we're unlikely to do a cutout in the cover just because you can do a cutout in the cover unless right. it thematically makes sense. So to that end in 16 years, or I don't even know, why do I keep saying 16, 17, maybe years of yearbooking, my staffs have only put two tip-ins in books over the years. And this year there's a tip-in and we're doing it different than anyone else has done it because it's a gatefold, but instead of being inserted like a gatefold, it folds all the way out to the right and it starts small in a size seven cut in a size nine book. And then it goes big as, that's it, awesome. as yeah. it folds out that's, and it just, 
makes me so happy. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I, yeah. I like I said, I can't wait to to see it. I am uh, so glad to have you back on the podcast. So thankful to have Thanks you for in, having me. in my life. And uh, I uh, I just wish you all the best and uh, continued safety and health to you and the girls and and your whole staff at Smokey as well. Thank you. Right back at you. Um, love and kisses to your family and to your staff. They are so amazing. And to everybody out there listening, it's going to be weird and it's going to be okay. And we're going to come out of this with new ways to do it. And they're going to be cool. And I think if we're all just open to figuring out each step as the last one finishes, then it's going to be okay. And we're going to have fun with this because there's a lot to talk about going into next year. There is. And the only coda I'll add is that you are not alone. None of us is. No. Uh, we've got yeah. this We've got this network and be it, be it podcast listeners or JEA or advisors near you, please do reach out and, and get connected. Carrie, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. This was fun. Well, thanks again to Carrie for coming on today. Again, you know, just to recap, we want you to think about your story first, your words second, and your pretty, that look, that visual appeal uh, last of all, and not get sucked down there uh, too quickly and, uh, and get, you know, fi- find yourselves falling in love with a beautiful font or a beautiful color palette uh, before you've thought about the story that you want to tell with your uh, 2021 yearbook. Uh, Listen, it is, as Carrie said there at the end, uh, a really strange time. Um, We're going to learn new ways of doing this thing and new ways of uh, being in community with each other in this uh, shared yearbook universe. So please do uh, reach out to those resources, uh, be it your your personal network, uh, maybe it's a state uh, Scholastic Press Association, maybe it's CSPA out of Manhattan or NSPA, uh, JEA, the, the JEA listserv, the JEA curriculum and the stuff that's on the free side of the firewall now, just magnificent resources for all of us uh, journalism educators uh, in the time of coronavirus and teaching on distance learning. Um, who knows what summer camps look like? I should be in Nashville right now getting ready to teach uh, 60 photo students tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. It's going to be new ways and new means. And uh, we're, as I said in there, you know, we're, we're in it together and you're not alone. So, Good luck in your theme development. Be in touch uh, via email at iteachyearbook at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter at, at yearbookwise. Uh, and listen, there's lots to listen back to in the podcast feed. Uh, if there's ever anything that I can do to support you and your kids, uh, just reach out. Always here to help. For now, though, friends, good luck. Be well. We'll talk soon. And don't forget to wash your hands. <laughs>